Bobby the Awesome here. Welcome to 321 No Kidding. Happy to be joining you this fine Wednesday, September 16th day. I am running super late. I usually like to have uh, my conversation with you a little bit earlier in the day. But it's just one of those days, guys. So I'm going to, well... I'm I'm obviously running behind. I chose to sleep until the alarm went off at 7 and I shut it off and I got back up at 5 of 8 and I had a meeting at 8. <laughs> so it's that kind of a morning, which is funny because as I peruse this reading today, you'll... Uh... Whoa, wait a minute. Am I messing things up? Okay, I guess I don't even know how to read the date. Okay. Anyway, I'm a hot mess this morning, <laughs> it seems. So luckily I can laugh at myself about that. All right, September 16th. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Matthew 5, 6. A common characteristic of early recovery is impatience. We've lived in misery and chaos for so long that it's hard to wait for our lives to change. And we are spiritually and morally bankrupt. We have no reserves of patience to draw on. This is why a solid recovery program could be helpful. We can see the immediate results of our efforts from illness to wellness in 12 simple steps. God, in his wisdom, does not withhold the rewards until the end. Every step of the way, he is with us, encouraging our efforts and lifting our spirits. He celebrates our joy and confronts us in sadness. We find we can turn our will and lives over to him with trust. And with this first act of surrender, we find a new life filled with tolerance, kindness, and love. Today I pray that you will always allow me to see the amazing greatness of your power in my life. Thank you and your many blessings. I shouldn't be surprised as much as this book talks about higher power and God, that it's a God reading, but... The call that I took at eight is a is a group of just freaking phenomenal women, and we're writing a book together. And the last few sessions, instead of writing, we've kind of just just chatted. I mean, we we could probably chat all day. Uh, there's so many so many similarities amongst us, but then we're all unique in our own way, and it's it's really just a it's a beautiful combination. And one of the girls this morning shared, shared something that I'm going to share with you. Essentially, she was working on a project with someone for a few weeks. And the, I will share with you the, the core of this group, because I know you won't judge me. And if you're judging me, that's okay. <laughs> um, the core of this group, the, the way we got connected was all because we believe in like law of attraction and although I'm not an expert by any means I still have a lot to learn about Abraham Hicks and you know I think of it as part of my spirituality kind of um, part of what I'm I'm opening myself up to learn about but the faith in these practices in this 
this idea is kind of what's given me some of my calmness. Although I don't feel super calm this week as I'm trying to get 8 million gazillion things done. Anyway, um, this lady was working on a project with someone else and she had posted something on her Facebook that referenced Abraham Hicks. And she read us this email. So the lady decides to bail on the project and says, oh, you know, like, I don't, our, our times aren't lining up or, or whatever. She made some excuse, which didn't make a lot of sense to my friend in the group. So she said, well, you know, what, what's going on? It, it, can you share with me, um, you know, why, why you're basically abandoning the project? Did I do something to, you know, hurt your feeling? It looks like, what is it? Well, the other person took this as an opportunity to blast, completely blast my friend. And she hid behind Bible quotes and religion as a way to basically insult her and and her beliefs. You know, if she wants to follow Abraham Hicks as a person, she should have that right. And she does have that right. And this other person just chastised it and they kept using a word. I can't think of the word right now, but um, this is evidently a thing, right? And that was one of the things I struggled with with religion for a long time was this black and white stuff, especially as someone who has, a, you know, a lot of gay friends. Um, I have friends that um, have gone through the change, you know, from one went... Well, actually, both of them went from male to female. And being close enough, like these are these are people, right? They're not they're not anything more than just another person like you or me with just a different situation. And because I'm close enough to them to hear and see how they feel based on how they're treated, you know, I have an appreciation for that. The same thing with um being really part of the process of one of my best friends coming out. And, you know, she was afraid to come out to me even. And I don't really care. You know, like I, it still blows my way. My blows me away that we care um, like more about who people are sleeping with in their private time. Like like heterosexuals, as a general rule, I don't think go around going, oh, you sleep with the opposite sex. Like it's not part of our identity. Maybe it's an assumption or whatever, but it's not talked about the same way. And I know I'm kind of going off the path here, but I want to bring this up because maybe I don't talk about it enough when it comes to when I'm reading God things or Bible verses or whatever. I, I think I've been very clear that my own journey has taken me from what, if there was labels, we'd call atheists to, um, you know, having some sort of spirituality and faith. Like it's been a very dramatic difference for me, uh, you know, pre-recovery, post-recovery, you know, and I I talk to you a lot about that. So uh, that's how I see it. And part of what I want to represent both in an, an addiction arena, a religion arena, a recovery arena, whatever it is, and... And yeah, I don't tell you that you guys have to agree with me, but I will hope that you're aligned with me on this, that people are people and everyone deserves 
respect and love and kindness. And and maybe they don't deserve respect if they're doing something horrible. You know, like you might say, oh, I don't, I shouldn't respect a criminal. You know, someone who did X, Y, Z. I get that. But we also don't need to be, say, mean to them because it's not good for us. And, and that's really the message is that we're all individuals and we have to take care of ourselves. And spewing hatred or our beliefs in a non-productive way, that doesn't help us. And for those of you who do have a relationship with with God as maybe those of us on the outside would view it, that God, I don't think your God wants you to be mean to people or force people into believing what you believe or any of that stuff. So that's that's where I stand on all that. So um, I try to really weave in that belief when I'm doing the readings, but maybe I don't maybe I don't always share it quite as deep as that. So that conversation this morning just triggered me sharing that with you. Um, I love everybody. Like I love every single one of you listening. I love every person in my life. I love every stranger. Uh, ever since for me, I've learned to really embrace that, embrace that we're different. Uh, you know, my, I don't, I don't have a, a religion soapbox or really any other soapbox other than I want us all to be good human beings. Like that would be my platform. <laughs> so, okay. So back to the reading, let's see what it says here. Um, blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness for they should be filled. Uh, a common characteristic of early recovery is impatience. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How about that, guys? <laughs> impatience. I've had quite a bit of that this this last, I don't know, three months, six months, however long it's been since I've been thinking about making the transition from my job to being self-employed and really going after uh, my 321 No Kidding work, as well as helping Anna with her Workify business. I really couldn't wait to get done. And and in my head, I thought I was going to be on the other side of it and have all this free time and be able to capitalize on all the things I want to do. In reality, <laughs> there's still not enough time in the day. I mean, there is, and maybe I'm choosing to not handle it right, which is part of, you know, why I need to go reset. We've lived with misery and chaos for so long that it's hard to wait for our lives to change. And we are spiritually and morally bankrupt. We have no reserves or patience to draw on. And that that's kind of what we talk about with our bucket, right? That it's it's empty or it only has negative, then it's hard to draw on the positive. So it is a little bit of a chicken and an egg. And this is why I think the reading is calling out impatience, is because it doesn't it doesn't happen overnight. Actually, what blows my mind is that we don't even know it's happening when it's happening generally speaking, I, it still blows me away. Like I would like to think that I'm one of the most self-aware people that I know because I practice it and I try to listen to others, you know, or to situations so I can try to figure out how to be better and how to navigate things better, not just for everybody else, but for me. I don't want to be on an emotional roller coaster. I don't want to have crazy feelings that go from one extreme to the other. I think if I can find a level, a level consistent life as a general 
rule. Now I know there's going to be highs and lows, but some of the stuff I get aggravated or impatient about are really so small. You know what? I'm glad I'm reminding myself of this because I've been frustrated about this phone situation that I was dealing with last week, trickled into this week, and now um, now I, I'm down to one phone number. Yay. But my phone isn't set up the way I had set up the other one. So, you know, all my apps need to be downloaded and all my passwords and all my blah, blah, blah. Like, so it's just adding more to the to-do list and it's ticking me off. But really, do I need to be upset about that? No, I just need to embrace the fact that, how about I'd be grateful that I have a freaking phone, right? How about I'd be grateful that I have uh, a working brain and working fingers and that I have a fingers at all to push the buttons and understand it. Like, how about I, how about I do that? Right. Instead of being such a little impatient bitch about it, like get over myself. I needed to remind myself of that today and it's okay. I'm sharing with you some of the voices in my head. And, uh, this is why I like being with you every day so I can work through some of this. Hopefully you're doing a little of that in your mind as well. Uh, so when we are spiritually and morally bankrupt, that's where the recovery, a solid recovery program could be helpful. We can see the immediate results of our illness from, of our efforts from illness to wellness in 12 simple steps. I think that's really simplifying it. However, if we are surrounding ourselves, especially with people who can see our differences in ourselves, it helps us see what's going on in our growth. Because sometimes it's not easy to see that. God and his wisdom does not withhold the rewards until the end. And I think, I think the simplest way to sum that up is gratitude and then being able to acknowledge the, the things that are blessing, right? So when I was gambling, we called it Bobby math. Um, if, if I went planning to lose, let's see if I can remember how to explain this. It's been a while. Let's say I went planning to lose 200 and we go and I get ahead 200. Bobby math was that I'm ahead 400 because I expected to go lose 200 plus I'm up 200. And the the reason, well, this worked that way and it also worked where if I lost the 200, I would say like I was ahead because I didn't go to the ATM and take out more. And there's really a moral to this story. So I bring up the money math because... When we go from gambling to not gambling, we have to acknowledge we have to acknowledge the the little victories. So if I don't gamble this week, but I normally gambled, I'm ahead what I would have lost. That's why I was trying to explain Bobby Math. It sounds a little corrupt. And over time, um, it was definitely a manipulation tool to use on my husband, like, and to justify my gambling. I'm not saying it, use it that way. I'm trying to say if you need to use that math to recognize the harm you would have done, I guess, if you were still gambling this week instead of not gambling. Those are the little victories. That's what I'm trying to explain on how to, how to see them. If, if we frame it as I didn't gamble for the last 48 hours or I didn't gamble this week, oh, it's no big deal. And we don't really appreciate just that, that that 48 hours or that week is so powerful. 
And like I said, we might have lost another five grand, 10 grand, a hundred, whatever that is. I mean, it's not really numbers. And I really do try to be mindful of not talking about specific numbers, but I think you get that it's not about being pompous about numbers. It's just about explaining them to prove a point. So look at that. Look at that victory. If you didn't gamble this week, you saved X amount of dollars. You saved X amount of harm. And you're actually moving forward, even though it's really hard when, and again, when you first quit gambling, you're feeling all these feelings, right? And none of them are like, I'm a great person and I deserve a healthy, wonderful life. We're not in that mode 48 hours or the first week after. I get that. That's what I'm here. That's what I'm here for, to tell you (laughs) that 48 hours is a victory. It's a starting point. It's a... It's one of those little nuggets that this says, God does not withhold the rewards. 48 hours is a reward. A week is a reward. A moment is a reward. You know, it's as we dig deeper, the rewards get bigger. We can see them more clearly, but essentially they're there. Uh, It says every step of the way he's with us, encouraging our efforts and lifting our spirits. He celebrates our joy and comforts us in our sadness. We find we can turn our will and lives over to him with trust. Meaning, now, I think from more of a spiritual perspective, you know, we can turn things over into that that power of our understanding to take the pressure off, but also know that it's going to be all right. So there's the faith part, and then there's this relinquish some control part. And I think they're both very important. With his first act of surrender, we find a new life filled with tolerance, kindness, and love. Today, I pray you will always allow me to see the amazing greatness of your power in my life. Thank you for your many blessings. So all the yous and yours in there are capitalized in reference to God and giving him the respect that the book wants him to have. Um, He will always allow me to see the amazing greatness. Guys, we only see it when we're looking, when our eyes are open, when our brains are a little clearer from not being in action or gambling. And and the final thing about this reading that I want to call out, and I think that is beautiful, is that it ends with, thank you for your many blessings. And I'm not sure I say this every day, and if I don't, I should. But gratitude, 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 gratitude. Like it is literally the foundation to all of it. If you can find gratitude and find ways to express gratitude and appreciate all the little nuggets and all the little victories and all the little wins, it all adds up. It all adds up. And it's filling our bucket, you know, with that gratitude. So then things like the impatience or the frustration or the, the you know, wanting to beat ourselves up and go to that icky place, all that can kind of be tamed with gratitude. So it's important that we keep that on the forefront. I really hope this makes sense. I I know my brain is going 200 miles a minute as usual. So that's what I got, guys. I I appreciate you waiting until I got this out a little late. If you're a, a daily listener out there, which I'm learning there are more and more of you, and I appreciate that. It makes me... See, even this, I have mixed feelings, right? I um, 
I'm so grateful that I have listeners every day. And then there's this voice that's like, oh, Bobby, you got to figure out how to record on the road because you don't want to let people down. And there's, I'm having a little bit of a, a struggle with that. And I know I need to take care of myself and that I will serve much better by taking a little bit of a, a reprieve. Um, so I got to I gotta find the balance with that and, and come to terms with that. And it'll be okay. I know whatever happens, it'll be okay. So that's it, folks. Have a wonderful Wednesday and 